Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Coach School podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kimmy. I went from being a burnt out pediatric hospitalist to building a multiple six-figure coaching business while working full-time. I did this by mastering sales and getting my clients amazing results as a coach because the two go hand in hand. In the Doctor Coach School, I help women doctors become transformative coaches and build profitable, high-ticket coaching businesses using my proprietary coaching tools and my proven sales framework. If you are a woman doctor who wants to obtain freedom through coaching, you are in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Dr. Coach School podcast. And I am really excited about today's episode. And I want to tell you why I'm so excited about today's episode. I am in a season of my life and my business where I am partnering with God on everything, y'all, because (laughs) he has just, first of all, been so good to me and just has, has gotten me to this point that I am working full time in my business. You know, obviously there's gratitude for those things, but Additionally, I'm just so grateful that in this season, I'm hearing his voice more than ever before. And I really grew up in a church where, and I'm still a member of that church, but this is not often discussed, like how to hear from God, how to know his voice. And so even when I definitely, definitely know that it's the Holy Spirit. And I know that it's God. There's always this like seedling, this inkling of doubt in my mind. Like, well, I want to make sure I'm doing this right. Is this really God? I want to make sure it isn't me. And I'm so grateful for my coach, my coach, my life coach. She's a Christian. And so I was able to go to her recently and say, you know, how do I, how do I know for sure that it's God's voice? And she downloaded so many things to me that was so helpful to me in my, in my walk and in my journey. And now I, I am so certain that number one, this is my life's work. The doctor coach school is my life's work. And I know, I know, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he is leading me and guiding me through this. I, I mean, I knew that DCS was a revelation from him. But what I really love about this season is that every single aspect of my business, in every single way, I get to partner with him. And he is showing me so much and leading me and guiding me. But what I love about it, and it's something that I talk about all the time, is that he leads and guides us and orders our steps when we're walking. He orders our steps, right? He orders our steps. He doesn't order our, you know, overthinking. (laughs) He orders our steps. And so I knew that I needed to start the Dr. Coke School and start the Dr. Coach School podcast, I knew that that was, you know, my divine assignment and my mission here on this earth. And he has just, since that time, has just been with me, guiding me, 
we have and are developing an even more intimate and close relationship. And this is big for me because um, in my story, I talk about how I was raised with a single mom. I knew my father. He was in and out of my life, but I did not have a close personal relationship with my father. And for years, for years, I know that this impacted my relationship with God. I saw God as a distant king, a deity in the heavens that you pray to and that you ask things of, but I didn't fully understand how to have a personal relationship with him for years. It was very ritualistic. It was very rote. It was very, and I did the things, right? I did the things. And I would say that there are times where I know for sure that God was knocking at the door of my heart and saying, hey, let me in. I want to commune with you. But I didn't know what that would look like. And it felt scary because of my relationship with my earthly father. And what I love so much is that my heavenly father has never and will never forsake me. And it just feels so amazing to go deeper with him in my relationship. And I don't, I don't have all the answers. I don't get everything right. Um, but it's, it's a really great place to be in. So in that, I have been really reading the scriptures with like fresh eyes. And, you know, I have been so clued into the fact that the Bible is not just a book that is given to us so we can have some, you know, ritualistic elements and know what to do in terms of our rituals and our, it is a practical guide on how to live our lives. And I always say that I believe God gave me the Bible so that I can understand what I'm supposed to do in my business. Obviously, I I think for many of us, we understand fundamentally that we can get our parenting principles from the Bible and we get our relationship principles from the Bible. But in the past two years, I have been really analyzing and reading the Bible, not just for relationship and parenting and finances, but for my business. Like the Bible is the ultimate business guide. If you ever want a guide on how to run your business, God already gave that to us. He legit gave that to us already in the form of the scriptures. And I'm so grateful for that. And and lately it has been so deep. I have been going so deep. Now a part of it, a part of that um, like the flip side of that is my cave woman, which is my primitive brain, right? Like she's kind of like, sis, um, you're not a religious scholar. You don't even really be knowing the scriptures like that. <laughs> you don't, you get scriptures wrong. You forget where they are. Like, and that sometimes threatens to hold me back from really going all in on what I believe God is speaking to me about my business and speaking to you through me about your business. It it threatens to hold me back. But this week I have been really praying for discernment 
and um, wisdom when it comes to the scriptures. And I really felt this impression that God was saying, listen, I am going to speak it to you. The way I speak it to you is what your people need to hear. And you are just as qualified as anyone else to deliver my word because you're my child. And, you know, it, it's, you know, I didn't even expect to say this part at all, but it's so in line with coaching because again, we often feel that we don't have the expertise. We feel like we don't have enough knowledge. We feel like we, you know, I'm not certified or I'm not certified in this way or who am I? How could I be the expert? How do I have a voice? How can I expound on anything to anyone? And I think that God telling me, you have every right to do this. You have just as much of a right as anyone else right? They're my children too, but so are you, right? And so just wanted to kind of put that out there. So as you can tell, the name of this episode, actually, I knew I wanted to talk about this, but I did not know that it was going to be the name of the episode, Take Up Your Cross. Um, I, I honestly am just again, blown away by how God is leading me. And um, in the past, and even in my prior podcast, I don't know that I would have ever made my podcast title, the title of one specific episode, so like, like basically pulled from the scriptures, so on the nose with what it says in the scriptures, but I am following the Holy Spirit on this. And this is something I have been thinking about and really meditating on and praying about for the past two weeks, this notion of taking up your cross. And what does that mean in terms of our businesses, right? Again, I believe the Bible is a book that can relate to all aspects of our lives, including our business. So I just want to say this episode is not for everyone. This episode is for you if you, well, obviously if you're a woman doctor, but like that goes without saying, but if you have been called to entrepreneurship and called to coaching as part of your divine assignment. Now, here's the thing. If I say those words, you, if that is you, you know, you know, you know, if you're like, I divine is, is, am I supposed to be a coach? This episode isn't for you. This is for you if you have been called to coaching as your divine assignment. And here's how you know that. If you, if it's been placed on your heart and it keeps coming up and you keep feeling this pull and this tug toward, I know that this is the work I'm supposed to do. Yes, I'm already a doctor. I already have the degrees. I already have the job. Why do I keep having dreams about coaching? Why do I keep seeing coaches and knowing that that's something I could do as well? Like, where is that coming from, right? If that is you, you know it because you know in your spirit that God has continually called you to this. Now, you may be resisting, okay? Because I know I did for a period of time. So you may be resisting, but that doesn't lessen the call. Like, you know when you are divinely purposed to be 
an entrepreneur, to be a coach. I would argue if you listen to this podcast and you're a woman doctor and you keep coming back, likely it's because you are purposed to do this work, right? And so this is for kingdom-based entrepreneurs who have been called to coaching as their divine assignment, okay? Now, in terms of coaching, I truly believe that my purpose in this world is to be a coach. Now, obviously, I'm a doctor, I'm a physician, and that got me to coaching, right? But, but, but I know that that like coaching is ultimately me. Coaching is my assignment. Being a physician was part of my purpose to get me to this assignment. Okay, so I just want to say, if that's you, you're in the right place. Okay, you're in the right place. So this particular episode comes from the scripture. I want to read it to you. So it's Luke chapter 9, verses 23 to 25. And listen, I will say I'm biased. Luke is my favorite New Testament book of the Bible. You can probably guess why, because Luke was a physician. And I don't know if it's like actually true or if it's just my brain, but whenever I read Luke, I feel like I, I, even though the same stories will be in Matthew and Mark, when I read it in Luke, when I read it in Luke, it just, it, is illuminated in a different way. And I like to tell myself that that's because he was a physician, I'm a physician. We just get it. We get each other. I don't know if that's actually true, but anyway, (laughs) so this particular scripture, you can find it, this passage, you can find it in different ways in Matthew and in Mark, but I'm going to read it from Luke and I'm going to read Luke chapter nine, verse 23. And then in another episode, I'm going to expound on verse 25. So I'm not going to, I'm going to read all of it today, but I'm only going to be, this episode is only going to be about chapter 23. So Luke nine twenty three says, and he said to them, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Verse 24, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. Verse 25, for what is a man advantaged if he gain the whole world and lose himself or be cast away? So like I said, I'm going to focus on verse 25 in another podcast episode for today, though, I want to focus on verse 23. And he said unto them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. And I think that's why I prefaced this episode by saying this is for you if you know that coaching is part of your divine assignment because we are serving the Lord through our coaching businesses. We are serving Jesus through our coaching businesses. I believe that my business is a part of my ministry. It's not just a way for me to make money. It is a way for me to make money, but it's more than that, right? And so me, like when Jesus says this, if any man will come after me, like if any man will follow me, and if you're trying to follow Jesus, if you're trying to be led by him into his will, 
he's telling us we need to deny ourselves, take up our cross daily and follow him. So growing up, I've heard the scripture. I cannot even count how many times. It's been preached from the pulpit. I've heard it. I have never sat and meditated on it until very recently, within the past two weeks. So the way this scripture was presented to me my entire life was that taking up my cross is basically carrying a heavy burden, right? So, you know, when someone in the church becomes ill or you, be, you, you know, lose your job or you ain't got no money or whatever it is, right? It's like, okay, but you got to take up your cross. You're taking up your cross. That's your, that's your cross. That's your burden to bear. Now, when Jesus was being led to the crucifixion, he had to carry his cross, right? So the way the Romans would execute people, they would do it with crucifixion on the cross, but they would actually, to to heighten the shame, they would make you actually carry your cross. So it's almost like in today's day and age, like you have to if you're being executed by the state, you'd have to like carry the um, the electric chair like to the place where you're going to be like, that would be like, that's the analogy essentially. That's the way I heard it growing up. Right. So it was like, okay, this is my burden. This is just my cross to bear. And, and I, I just want to say, if I didn't have this business, I would have gone to my grave believing that that is the meaning of this scripture. Honestly, because it, it made sense in my head. I'm like, yeah, well, it was probably really heavy. So it was a burden. It was a heavy burden that he had to bear, like yada, 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 all that stuff. And the Lord said to me recently, that ain't it. That's not it. And I was like, wait, what? Right. And so here's, here's the thing. It says, if you were going to come after Jesus, if you're going to follow the Lord, you have to deny yourself. What does that mean? Deny yourself. Deny our earthly urges for being revered or elevated or sort of um, held to a certain standard, right? In and of ourselves, we are inherently selfish beings, right? And I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing always, but like, that's just how we are. And especially when we get to a certain point, again, talking to you as doctors, when you finally achieve the status of being a doctor, right? The status of having the highest, what society would perceive as the highest profession in the land, being a doctor, right? You're a physician, you're a doctor, you're a dentist, you have this these letters behind your name, right? We often want to maintain that status in, in everything that we do and it shows up in our lives, right? So we're hesitant to admit, I don't know something or I kind of am falling apart or my life is a mess, right? So I talk about my story all the time, how I was, you know, working at this academic medical center that I wanted to work at my entire life, right? 
I was faculty. I was doing my thing with my research, being invited for national conferences and presentations. Like on the surface, everything looked great, but internally I was a mess, but I never spoke about it. I never told anyone about it. Why? Why? Because I felt like I had to maintain my appearance, the appearance of the well put together physician who has all her stuff together, who's married. Oh, they're the power couple. She has these beautiful children, right? That was, that was the appearance that I had to maintain. And that was me. That was my flesh, right? That was not, you know, I mean, it is fine that we attain these degrees and do all these things, right? Like that's fine. I believe God is the one that blessed me to have the medical degree, right? But I never wanted to like ask for help. I never wanted to show that I didn't have my stuff together. That was not acceptable to me at all. I didn't want to do it. So I remember um, when I actually started my blog, my very first blog, Husband Life, Doctor Life, I was very superficial with what I was talking about right? I was very superficial because I didn't want to show the deeper, darker things that I was struggling with. I didn't want to share my story because of the struggle, because of the fact that, okay, well, what are they going to think about me? That was me not denying myself, right? That was me trying to uphold some false sense of status, And it wasn't until, it wasn't until that I, it wasn't until I started sharing my story that I actually started having people reaching out to me saying, can you talk more about this? It was not until I was sharing my story and allowing myself to show up flawed and imperfect, right? So denying myself, denying my own agenda, like dying to the flesh, dying to myself and my need to maintain my status and my need to, right? And that's one of the things that even held me back from wanting to start a business because I'm not trying to be seen as a beginner, right? As a beginner, like you want me to start something from scratch? I finally attained that level of mastery and that sense of excellence. I have the degree. I have made it. Like, mama, I made it. But you want me, you, Lord, want me to start a business and like start everything from scratch and be seen as a novice and have to admit that I don't know what I'm doing and hire a coach to help me supposed to need help. I'm supposed to be the one helping people. And I'm supposed to go out now and ask for help. Like what? Right? Because I was not willing to deny myself, to deny my own urges to be seen and perceived in this specific way. Right? So that's the first part. But then Jesus says, take up his cross daily and follow me. So what does that really mean? So I talked about the fact that growing up, I thought that meant 
carrying a heavy burden. And what the Lord revealed to me is that that's not what it means. And the, I had to go back to the scriptures to understand this, right? But when Jesus was walking the earth, why was Jesus sentenced to death? Why was he crucified? Why was he the bane of all the religious leaders, right? Why was he the bane of their existence? Because he was a radical leader who had a message that was different than anything else anyone else was saying. And he was calling people out, figuratively throwing rocks at them and literally whipping people in the temple because Jesus was listen, okay? So read that story in the Bible, right? But he was a radical thought leader who was willing to stand out and to cause a ruckus, to make a scene, which was not safe, right? I don't think that the people really had an issue with him healing the sick and all of that stuff, right? It's the fact that he was healing the sick, raising the dead, doing all these miracles, and people would then be led to him, right, and follow him while he was calling out the establishment. He was anti-establishment. He was going against the grain. He was saying something that no one else would say. And I talk about this all the time, about the fact that when we are coaches, the way we are able to create high ticket clients and become transformational coaches is we have to be a thought leader. We have to be saying things that no one else is saying. That is scary. I see so many new coaches on social media and frankly, not even just new coaches, established coaches, coaches who have been in the industry for years and years and years, and they cannot be distinguished from anyone else. They are saying the same thing as everyone else because they are trying to fit in and not go against the grain and not go against the mold. And that is because, again, we don't want to stand out. It is human nature to want to blend in to the crowd. The person that stood out, right, was the one who would probably be eaten, right? Or be attacked by the enemy, right? So it's our nature. It's in our nature to go with the flow. And we know in business that that is the absolute best way to ensure that you never make money and that you don't have a profitable business, right? And I believe that me having a profitable business is a part of my ministry. I have to have a profitable business in order to reflect his glory on the earth. And so taking up my cross is following the way that Jesus did it. He was radical. He was polarizing. He attracted people to him through his messaging. And in that, you have to be willing to suffer shame. You have to be willing to be ridiculed. You have to be willing to be embarrassed. You have to be willing to be talked about. They used to hold whole councils about Jesus, like meet in these secret locations to plot and plan how they were going to take him down. We have to be willing to do that. If we are using, if our businesses are to bring him glory, we have to be willing to suffer shame. We have to die to ourselves and our need to 
you know, be perfect and have it all together. And I can't, you know, I'm not going to say things in a certain way because I don't want to ruffle any feathers. Jesus wasn't about that life, right? He was not about that life. And sometimes I feel like we think that following the Lord is, you know, staying in a box and sort of going with the flow, not going against the mold. And that is not what Jesus did. Yes, he was loving and he was kind, but he told you about yourself. He would call out all of the things that, and all of the people that were, you know, on the surface, you know, the religious leaders, they're following God and his rules and his commandments. And Jesus was like, nah, y'all, y'all tripping. Like y'all are not, like, this is not it. You guys are hypocrites. You guys are liars. Your father is the devil. Like Jesus was not playing with these people. He had a radical message. He was polarizing. And the only way to be attractive, right? To attract like a magnet is to be willing to repel, to be willing to push people away. And that is scary. And, you know, we're going to talk about this in an upcoming episode, cultivating safety within, right? Regulating your own nervous system, learning how to cultivate safety so that you can be bold and audacious and go against the grain. But that is what is required. That is what is required of you. So when I was forming the doctor course school, my brain was not on board. Okay. <laughs> my brain was yelling at me. My brain was like, my kid one was like, sis, who are you to have a school? Who are you to not only form a school, but you are essentially saying that the way other people are doing it is wrong, right? So you're essentially saying that you cannot be a transformational coach if you do not know how to sell and if you do not know how to share a message and that it is irresponsible for coach training programs to train coaches, send them into the world and not help them to know how to make money. That is radical. That is polarizing, especially because do you know how many coach training programs there are in this world <laughs> and how many of them are making so much money? And frankly, how many of them, you know, work with physicians and doctors, right? And how many of them are doing, like they're following the grain, like the typical model. And I'm just like, no, it's just, you no, that's not right. It's not, no. Now that to be able to do that, right? I had to deny myself because myself, me wanted to just, you know, you know, okay. Yeah. I, I believe that it is important to learn how to sell, but I don't want to ruffle any feathers. I don't want to shake things up. And so I'm just going to, you know, I'm not going to be bold about it. I'm not going to, you know, say that, you know, I'm just going to, you know, I'll mention it here and there. And that is not it. That is not the blueprint Jesus left for us. Jesus was bold and courageous. God has never called anyone to do anything but timidity. Timidity, is that a word? He has not called us to do anything being timid. 
everywhere in the Bible, God is like, you need to be bold and courageous. Why? Why? Well, number one, people are not attracted to folks that are scared and timid. We have to be bold and courageous or else people, like, it's human nature. We want to follow the leader. We don't want to follow the person who's unsure. If I'm unsure and you're unsure and I'm following you, then like, where does that lead us? Right? Like, where does that leave us? So we have to be bold in order to lead our people. We have to be bold and I have to be willing to rely on him. Right? Because in and of myself, I don't want to do this, even this podcast episode, right? When I got sort of the download that it was supposed to be titled, Take Up Your Cross, I was like, okay, God, I know we were supposed to talk about taking up your cross, but like the actual title needs to be that. Like, really? Yes, really. Right? And so thought leadership being bold, being polarizing, drawing a line in the sand. That's what Jesus did. And that's why they wanted to kill him. And that is why in order to do the work of the Lord, we have to take up our cross. Meaning we have to be willing to be embarrassed, ridiculed, look stupid, get it wrong, all of those things for the kingdom, for his glory, because it's no longer about us. We have to deny that part of us that wants to keep us small, keep us in the cave, and keep us from, you know, being big and bold and audacious. But that is what is required. That is what is required for you to build a profitable business. That is what is required for you to create transformation in your clients. That is what is required for you to create clients in the first place. I promise you, you get out here just being you know, Pollyanna and saying what everyone else is saying, you will not create clients in your business. You just won't. You won't. So you have to be willing to take up your cross. And here's the thing. And I didn't, I didn't hit on this till this morning when I was reading this again before I hit record. I saw for the first time, really, I mean, I had seen this before, but it really just hit home to me. Take up your cross daily, every day. Who do you have to be to be able to do this work every single day? Every day. We have to be reliant on him. We have to yield to him. We have to surrender to him and to his will, right? Every day, it's a daily, your purpose is a daily decision. Every day, the way I built my business to multiple six figures while working full time is that I made a decision to walk in my purpose daily. It was a daily walk every day. Now, little bits of time, especially in the beginning, I didn't have a lot of time. And it's not, not really that I didn't have it. I, wasn't willing to create a lot of time because, you know, I was getting in my own way, that whole thing. But essentially, we have to be willing to do this every day, to yield to his will every day, to die to ourselves every single day, right? I'm actually in the middle of a challenge with my community. It's called the B Plus Challenge. And we are basically putting our thought leadership into the world every day, right? For the next 30 days. And I was thinking about this because 
when you are running an information-based online business, like a coaching business, right? This, you have to do it every day. And so I love that Jesus put that in daily, daily. If you had a brick and mortar, let's say dry cleaning shop, right? If you were building the shop and then the shop was ready to accept customers, you would hang a sign on the door that says open. The only way that we can hang a sign on our door that says open when we are running an information-based business online is to show up daily. How committed are you to showing up daily? And that, the thing is like with my clients in the challenge, we're doing it, it's 20 minutes a day, right? And your brain will tell you, well, I don't, I can't show up every day. I don't have that kind of time. 20 minutes a day. How much time do we spend scrolling social media? How much time do we spend just like watching foolishness? And that those things are okay. I'm not disparaging those things, but it's just when we say that we don't have the time, it's because we are not willing to do this work. We are not willing to put ourselves out there, have the potential to be ridiculed, to be talked about, to be shamed. We're not willing to do that. We don't want to feel bad. We just want to feel good and feel comfortable. And that is not the blueprint that Jesus left for us. He said, you've got to do this thing every day. You have to be willing to deny yourself every single day, right? And it's not that he's just so cold hearted that he's just like, oh, well, guess, you know, sounds good, you know, good for you, you know, hope it, hope it goes well. He gives us the blueprint in his word to be able to do this, right? Like he tells us that if we stay in him, if we abide in him and in his word, right? Then we can ask anything and it, he will grant it to us. The Bible talks about us, don't be anxious, be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer, prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So he gives us, he tells us to do this, but then he also gives us the tools to have that peace as we are doing it in the midst of putting ourselves out there and stepping out into the world and launching out into the deep. He gives us the tools to do that, right? So he's not just like some careless, like, deity who's like, ha ha, hope, hope it works out for you. He gives us the peace when we are abiding in him, when we are truly, truly connected to him and his word, then we'll be able to do this work. And listen, it's not still not always going to feel great, right? But we know we can go to him and he can grant us that peace that passes all understanding. So we have to be reliant on him. That is why it is so important to partner with God in your business, to partner with him, to really stay intimately connected to him. Because we can't do this on our own. I'm just so grateful that I have the opportunity to do this business in this way. I believe 100% with every fiber of my being that God pushed me out of academics, pushed me out of medicine so that I could have this business just so that I could create that closeness and that connection with him. Because 
in and of myself, again, with my issues and my past, right? I didn't know how to do this. I have to be connected with him in order to be successful. And that's what he wants. That's truly, truly what he wants, right? For all of us, he wants us to, it's it's not about the business. It is, but it isn't. It's about using our business to reflect God's glory on this earth. So taking up your cross is committing to your thought leadership. It is committing to being polarizing. It is committing to attracting your people by being magnetic and being willing to be talked about. They will talk about you. They will talk about you. They will. I know they will. They talk about me. And guess what? They were going to talk about you anyways. You might as well be making some money while they're doing it. Okay. (laughs) So, but like, in order to be okay with that, we have to have that closeness with God and we have to be denying our inclinations to always be looking like we have it all pulled together. I just want to say, if any of this is resonating with you and you want to do this work with a community, of women, with a community of women who are also dying to ourselves every day, taking up our cross and following the Lord as we build thriving and successful coaching businesses, I want to invite you to join us inside of the Dr. Coach School. You can go to thedrcoachschool.com slash apply to submit your application for the Dr. Coach School. Once your application is submitted, I will go ahead and reach out to you about scheduling a time so that we can connect, so that I can determine if DCS is the right fit for you. But like you can do this alone or you can do this with a coach who's got you in a community who is on the same path and on the same journey as you. So I will see you inside of DCS if you are a woman doctor and you are ready to do this work. And that's all I got for now. I will see you next week on another episode of the Dr. Coach School podcast. Peace and love, y'all.